You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. We'll take a glass together And we will lift it to the good life And as we're lifting it, we will most sincerely say We'll take a glass together you're listening to Equity One, a podcast where two friends chat about life, theater, and everything in between. I'm Elliot Maddox. And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity One. All right, here we are, episode two of Equity One. Caleb, cheers. Today we are having a Margasita in honor of our first ever guest on Equity One. Inaugural guest, you yes. would say. Jackie Hoffman will be with us later in the program. So it's very exciting. Uh, in her honor, we're having a little tequila with some lime, with lime and um, lemon mio and a little salsa. Yeah, yeah. It's refreshing. It's really good. It's very light. Mm-hmm. Um, delicious. Perfect for a summer day. I know. I feel like we're at um, Blockheads, with but that, we're not. Yeah. But with that hot sun, speaking of hot sun. <gasps> Blonde girl moment? Blonde. Well, actually for the whole America, but especially yeah. for this. We just came from watching The Eclipse. Which was amazing. It was really fun. It was cool. It was so cool. Uh, well, first, those glasses that I got last time, figured out those are not appropriate for watching the so, sun. So, guys, sorry if you got those and thought they were going to work, but they didn't. I hope you're not blind. Don't sue us. <laughs> we'll find out soon. We're not doctors. Um, but I did buy, I bought some other ones, and those were the correct ones. Yeah. And it was so cool to like put them on and see like the sliver of moon go across the sun. It was really cool. We had um, a picnic out on a roof with our two dear friends, Darius Wright and Julian Ramos. Yes, shout out. I know Ju- Julian said he listens to the program. Oh, Darius yeah, is going right. to. Mm-hmm. But um, but it was really really fun. It was cool. We talked about. We read our horoscopes. Uh-huh. We talked about our goals until the next solar eclipse. Which for New York is going to be April 8th, 2024. So if you didn't get your glasses for this one, Put it on you your have years. years. But don't buy them now because then they're... I guess I've done some research. I guess you're, if they're like three or four years old, they can lose yeah. strength or if they get wrinkled. The purpose well, is... Because the sun gets stronger as our UV rays. Exactly. Or as our light. You know, where we're... What is it called? The ozone layer gets ozone. Go- Less. gone. Yeah. yeah, but we're turning to more green. It'll be better then. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe we can see an even brighter, cooler. So Maybe. We'll, we do well, it might be more light. intense here, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be total again, but it might be no, more intense. No, but I think the real total one's going to happen May 1st, 2079. So really put that oh, in your wow. iPhone calendar. Okay, <laughs> yeah, really, really put that in your calendar. <laughs> Where will we be in 2079? I don't know. 
I have no idea. Um, but the, so we watched it till about like, we saw like the Cheshire Cat smile. And yeah. we're like, I think this is it and that's all we're gonna see. Yeah. And then we started heading home and then, uh, there people, people on the, on the street, street yeah. were just like looking at with their phones and like just looking at me and I said, dude, like here, use mine. And it caused mayhem. It caused, I mean, people were freaking out over these glasses because not everyone had the glasses. Yeah. They were hard to get. They were a hot commodity. Yeah. And so we were sharing them as we stopped to get little like ice cream, yeah. shaved ice. Piragua. Uh huh. Which was delicious. Well, I was on the corner so of 180. Good. 181st and St. Nick. There's a cute little Hispanic woman. She may not be there tomorrow. No. She might. A she's... dollar for extra small, but the best dollar I spent today. Yeah, it was really good. It was really delicious. Mm-hmm. I love like a like a cold treat. Oh, but w- before we before we move on from the eclipse, I do want to talk about something. Now, Caleb got his fancy glasses, but. I, okay, so I know, I'm sure everyone saw online that they were like, you can watch the eclipse using a cereal box. And I'm a crafty queen. Mm -hmm. Like, I love to craft. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to find these glasses. So let me just make this viewer, right? It's supposed to be like a pinpoint projector or something like that. Very 1950s. Like, let me tell you, it was a piece of shit. It did not work. (laughs) It was, it did not work for me. Please write in if it worked for you. Maybe I did it wrong, but I'm really crafty and I like I'm pretty sure I did it right. And it was not it did not work. It was a cinnamon toast crunch box, so maybe if you use a Cheerio box, I don't know. I don't know, maybe you really I don't know, but cinnamon toast crunch like it's the, one of the best cereals. It is. Agree. Agree. I don't know. If you made the box and it worked, and if you were in the line of totality, maybe it would have been Write in, it. please. Yeah. Tell please. us about it because that did not work for me. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I saw it. We saw it through we the glasses. We did see it. I, I, hopefully we don't go blind tomorrow. I hope not. Yes. Um, but if you're, even if you're blind, you can still listen to the podcast. Exactly. So Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, how was your week, Caleb? Great. So, actually, right now I'm in rehearsals right now for this uh, Leg Up on Life showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be uh, next Monday, um, August 28th. 28th, okay. And it's um, going to be at the Dixon Place. It's a theater. Um. Where's that? It's on um, one six one Crystal Street. Okay, so downtown. I think it's in the, I yeah, downtown, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's actually all benefiting the Trevor Project. That's amazing. Yes, uh, my friend uh, Daniel Gold has is set it all I up. Know Daniel, you're right. He's wonderful, isn't he? Um, and so I am in Diana Brooks' piece. It's oh, like half yes. jazz, half tap. So if you love jazz, if you love tap, if you love dancing, yeah, if you love dancing, there's going to be a whole bunch of choreographers. Yeah. So that is um, next Monday. That's what I've been working on. The 28th at what time? Um, there's two shows. There's okay. a 4 o'clock show and then an 8 o'clock show. Where can people get tickets? Um, online. You can go to leguponlifeshowcase.myevent.com. All right. Yeah. So they'll check you out next week, hopefully. Yes, please. Yeah. Come see some dancing. Um, donate to this wonderful cause for the uh, Trevor Project. It's for the kids, folks. It, it gets better. Mm-hmm. And you know how it gets better. Sometimes you, you know, are in this city, and some you find something. Something what, what did, happens. What did you find? What? What's... So last week, Michael and I, uh-huh. my boyfriend Michael and I, went on a, like a date night, like an explore. Because okay, yeah. we usually like just kind of hang out and watch Drag Race or like hang out in Midtown. Mm-hmm. But I was teaching in Brooklyn, and I was like, let's meet up lower... You know, let's meet up downtown, because yeah. we never go downtown. And 
we went and got artichoke pizza, which oh, is delicious. I might have been to that place. Yeah, you probably have. It kind of like, it's burning hot when they've pulled out the Yeah, the it was oven. really, really good. So we had pizza there. Uh-huh. And then there's a little place off the West 4th Street stop. And it is called Pop Bar. Pop Bar. Let me tell you, Caleb, <laughs> I don't know that I've enjoyed a dessert this much. What is it? Like, ice, like... It's a popsicle bar. So what they do is they, they take popsicles and they're made out of different, out of different things. So, like, they have, like, popsicles that are based with sorbet or gelato or yogurt, like, different things, different flavors. And then you can, you can customize them with, like, different toppings on them. So... Michael got a banana gelato popsicle dipped in chocolate. Okay. Which was really delicious. Mm -hmm. And I decided to go for, like, an extremely custom one. So I got a strawberry sorbet-based popsicle. Okay, okay, I imagine it. Dipped in white chocolate. I love white chocolate. On one side, dipped in crushed waffle cones. And on the other side, caramel corn. Mm, you lost me at caramel corn. Caleb, okay, the- Caleb, <laughs> I kid you not. It was delicious. It tasted like a strawberry cheesecake. Oh, and I love strawberry cheesecake. Okay, okay. Um, do you do it yourself or do they do it for you? They do it for you, but you tell them what you want on it. Does it take a second? I feel like I want like the chocolate it to was like, fast. dry. It's it was like fast. that shell chocolate. The chocolate, the chocolate dried just fast enough. To where, like, they dipped it, and then dipped it, dipped it, and then they sit it on a little thing while you're paying, and then you grab it, and it's dry, and ready to go. Hmm. It was amazing. Pop Bar, like, near West 4th Street. Okay. Um, It was so good. We're gonna go back again this week, and I'll report back on what different... I want pictures. On what different popsicle I tried. It was so good. We posted a picture. Uh, I oh, I only posted them on my story, but I think I might have them. It was so good. Oh, I did see that. I did see. It that. was so so good, Caleb. Like one of my new favorite things popcorn. in the city. When people come into town, yeah, you say we like, gotta go to popcorn. We have to go get a popsicle. They were really really delicious. Okay. They had all kinds of toppings too. You know, sometimes popsicles melt really fast. Did it melt fast or was no? It like, and you know, I insulated? didn't. It didn't because it was. Well, we sat down in the place and ate them. Uh-huh. But it also didn't melt because, well, it was encased in a, in chocolate. Mm-hmm. So like it was almost protected. But it didn't like crumble. You know when you like bite in something, you're like, oh, oh. No, like, it wasn't like that at all. It? They okay, were very okay. well. They were very well constructed. A good consistency. And I was biting mine because I wanted to get like the bites of like all the stuff. Yeah. But Michael like ate his like a popsicle. Lick it, yeah. And he it was really good. Lick it good. You know, that reminds me of like dove bars. I remember like eating those as Totally. Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They I were really, those. really delicious. I can't recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. I can't wait to go back. Alright. Can you take me next time? Yeah, we'll go. We'll we'll make a blonde Pop girl moment. Bar off West Forth. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. Right. Maybe I'll, I'll like, find, like, a like a, some picture of it and tweet it. Okay. Yeah. So, so good. You know what was really good? Have you seen it yet? I don't know if you've seen it yet. I think we've seen it. <sighs> Since we're talking about things that are frozen. 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 The the Broadway bound. The frozen. Broadway bound production. It's playing at uh, Denver. Center of Performing Arts. The dress reveal. I know. A bootleg of it came out. Which I don't even know. We will... I'll tweet it. I'll put it out there. Yeah. 
but I don't know if it'll still be. Is it contraband? There. I feel like I, I want to keep it oh. under, like Harry Potter, keep it under our secrets. Oh like. well, I mean, we don't have that many followers on our no, Twitter. Not yet. But but uh, but I think that like it is. I mean, it's leaked. Obviously, I don't think Disney wants it to be leaked, unless they're gonna change it a lot for Broadway. For when it comes to Broadway, but it is so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, we we should just watch it, or let me like. The VM listeners. Yeah. But I thought it was like, it just like. Yeah, it just slurped back into it's the gone. backstage. It's not like the. I, I've seen like the um, Disneyland one where it kind of like uh-huh. blacks out and then it comes out. Yeah. And she does the string pull. This yeah. one. This like, one pulls off of her. And it flies behind her somewhere. It is, it is so cool. What I love more than anything is when she takes that hairpin out yes. and she just throws it behind her. There's So it's like pull number one. Two, hair thing, you see it fly. Uh-huh. Third one, she gets down, she does a skirt, and uh-huh. like the leg comes out a little it's bit. Really it's really good. Like the real, movie, like when is. she like, wah. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I, I, was I can't wait to see it either. walking by the theater and they have the marquee up. Yeah, the marquee is up. Um, tickets resale are already tickets. on sale. Yes. Resale tickets are insane. It's we are- kind of annoying. I'm like... It's already, like, there are already thousands of dollars for tickets. Yeah. I think it's a little ridiculous. No lie, on Ticketmaster, there was a ticket for $9,000. To me, that is just absurd. But, you know, it is what it is. That's the, that's like the Hamilton era that we're living in right now. Yeah. Is people, you know, you know, jump on these things and... If you want to be at opening night of Frozen... Yeah. It's going to be history. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was very excited. It was really, really good. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that dress reveal is really good, and the set looks beautiful. I mean, the, the lighting, like, mm-hmm. yeah. The Ooh. studio audience Tony, loved it. Tony, they saw Tony, it. Tony, Tony. Yeah, I know. It's really, really good. Well, we're gonna move forward now. So, as we said earlier, Jackie Hoffman mm-hmm. is our special guest this week. She is. And before we talk to her, I thought it would be time for a special Charlie and the Chocolate Factory edition of Merch Madness. Okay. So obviously... You have a lot of Charlie. (laughs) You have a lot of Charlie apparel. Obviously, I have a lot of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory apparel. I have a, a lot of things because, you know, I'm in the show and it is my... Thing that I love to collect. Yeah. So what I'm going to do today is review three shirts, okay, the okay. three T-shirts that I have from Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, let's just go, let's just go. Jump in. Let's just do it. So the first one I'm going to review is our just our classic logo tee. Mm-hmm. Gray. It's a it's a, a light gray. It's a light gray, but it's not too light. I feel like it's a nice gray. Um, Dust bunny. Yeah, it's a dark. It's not like so light that it's like. Um, like basic jersey gray, mm-hmm. but it's also not like a dark gray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a nice gray. The logo is in a dark purple on it. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. I do actually. I wasn't sold at first on the gray with the purple. Yeah. But actually, when it's on, it looks really good. And this is one that I wear all the time. Yeah. Um, in in my Instagram yeah. and it's on Equity One actually. She's it's so what classic. I wear for first. Yeah. It's a classic shirt. It's gray. The only thing with me is when I wear it, I am a sweaty guy. I'm sweaty too. So anything light gray shows my sweat easily. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I do really like this shirt. Yeah, solid. I would give this shirt like four A's. Four A's? In the yes meter. Yes. I'd give it 
two and a half. It also fits me well. Yeah. Oh, two and a half. That's harsh. I'm like, I want, are we going on a five or are we going on a four or ten? On a five. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it, but I'm in the show. So, yeah. um, but again, it is, a, it's a simple logo tee. Mm-hmm. It's very like, it's very basic. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with that, of course. Our next one that I'm going to review is, um, I haven't seen this one. It's like a graphic tee that we have. So this is kind of in the vein of like the shirts that are like Phantom New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that say like New York or Broadway like on yeah, the shirt, yeah, yeah. which I usually don't like. Um, it makes it very like, um, I don't know. I think it makes it a little It throws twisty. it out of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so this, but this one is not, I, do, I don't mind how this one is done. It's a, it's a navy shirt, a dark navy. Dark, yeah. It has a big, bright yellow W in the middle, our Wonka W, and behind it is is the New York City skyline in, like, a faded yellow. Mm -hmm. So you just see the big Wonka against the city, which kind of goes with our um, ad campaign of, like, the city turning to candy when we we opened. And then on the left sleeve, there's a bright yellow Charlie and the Chocolate Factory logo. Um, I really like this shirt, actually. Um... It's like Michigan colors, so being from Ohio, I'm kind of like, okay, go big blue. <laughs> it is, like, it is uh... Michigan colors. I like this shirt. Uh, this was the first one. This was actually my uh, my boyfriend Michael bought this for me for okay. our first preview, um, and uh, it's it's cute. I like this shirt. It's kind of like the um, the Batman sign a little bit. That's what I the first. It when is I like first, the it, like sign. it really caught my eye though. Yeah. like the W. Really I do like it. Yeah, the colors are very striking, and I love this shirt. I think I also give this one a four. I like it as much yeah. as this gray one. What I do you think th- in uniqueness, I would give it. What did I give the last one? Two and a half. Yeah, I think I would give this one just striking for like a three. A three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But I feel like I would wear the other one more. Yes. I feel like I like wearing, but I like wearing the blue one because I like wearing it with my bright blue shorts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just goes to show you, but I can wear the gray with anything. The last shirt I'm going to review is a purple shirt. Now, this shirt is actually one of our kids shirts that I was just, I loved and had to have. And I think now it's in at least, I think it's in adult sizes now. So I think this (laughs) is available to everyone now. But it's a, a bright purple, like a Charlie purple. And the front has a little um, screen printed pocket on it. Like a frocket. Like though. a black, yeah, like a frock, a frocket. A, f- a frocket, front pocket. <laughs> yes, yes. I was thinking fake pocket. Um, but like it's, a, it's, a, it's a dark, a dark pocket with a gold foil W on it. Mm-hmm. And sticking out of the pocket is a golden ticket yeah. in gold foil. I wouldn't put my ticket just like so open. I know, but you want to show it off. You want to show it off. What if I dropped it? And then on the back, right below the neck is a white logo mm-hmm. of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I have to say, right off the bat, this is the winner of Merch Madness. Okay, interesting. This is the winner. I like a shirt, like we talked about last week, with my Indian shirt. I like a shirt that looks like it's just a graphic tee. Mm -hmm. I think that's really fun. I think this is the most fun. I think it has the most personality of the shirts, Mm -hmm. which is why I really like it. I love the gold foil. I like the foil, too. 
The only thing is, I'll, I will say, the more I wear it, the um, it pocket is, fades oh. a little bit. Like, it's faded in color. But see, you can even see lightly, like, there's even a little stitch in, yeah. the, in the printing. Details, yeah. So the details on this one I like. I love how it fits me because it is the child's shirt, and I have so a shorter good. frame. Mm-hmm. So with the larger shirt, it really fits me well. It's just the right length. And I love this shirt. This is my favorite shirt of them. I give it. Five stars. Okay. Five, five A's. Out five of A's. Five A's. Out of five. Yes. yes! What do you think? I, I mean, I like this one too, but I, you know, like, out of all ones that I would wear, uh-huh. I think I would have to, even though I gave it the least amount of yeses, yeah. I think I would go with the classic gray. Wow, interesting. Yeah. The lowest score, but highest uh, probability of yeah, wearing it. Yeah, you know, it. sometimes you just, like... You don't know what you want until it's right in front of you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I was judging too harsh you were blind. the first round. You're judging harsh. I've gone blind from the solar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> you were. You were blind from the eclipse. I did look at it a lot. I was fascinated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Speaking of being fascinated, here is our interview with Jackie Hoffman. All right. Everyone, the time has come. Very exciting. Our first ever guest on Equity One. The inaugural. Yes, the inaugural guest. Please welcome Jackie Hoffman. Studio audience really loves you, Jackie. They love you. I love him. Monstrous. <laughs> How are you, Jackie? I'm, you know, it's a sad day for me. We lost Jerry Lewis. And, oh, oh, yes. So sorry to, sorry to start out with a bummer, but. Oh, no. That's, you know. I this whole podcast is a bummer Lewis. starting out. So. <laughs> Jerry Lewis is one of those people I would think of, like, you know, like with a. Just with someone that you love, is today going to be the day? Is today going to be the day? You know. Yeah. No, I mean he's a legend. Yes. Yes. It's always sad when grew up with them taken away from us, but but uh, here we are. Let's carry on the comedy tour. <laughs> here we are. Uh, we of course are in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory together. Here at the Lund Fontaine Theater. Yes, you can't tell people, but I'm smiling. It's <laughs> forced, but I'm she smiling. She is. She's having just a forced smile, but um. We're so excited to get to talk to you. And since you since you kind of talked about actually how Jerry Lewis has been one of your your favorites for a long time since the beginning, tell us about how you got started because I know oh, your yeah. I know your um your journey to at least Broadway music theater was a little bit different than maybe some others. Tell us about your comedy background. 
Ah, well, comedy background. I had a funny family, and we watched funny TV. And um, first professional, well, let's see. First professional gig, I guess you could call a comedy. It was called Shootout at the Trailblazer Saloon at Hershey Park, and I did six shows okay. a day. Uh, yes. And yeah. even was then, it? at 21, I was playing the ugly, unfuckable cowgirl <laughs> named Plain Jane Wayne. Plain Jane Wayne, six right. shows a day. Was this it, outside or inside? It, oh, well, outside. Only the classy yeah. shows at Hershey Park got the indoor theater. <laughs> the Trailblazer Saloon was outside in the covered shack theater. Um, did they have you in leggings, or was it like a skirt, or is that just like... No, I don't... Did anyone wear leggings then? It was I mean, like, like 19, chaps, that's what I meant. 1980, yeah, I bet you meant chaps. <laughs> uh, no, my ass was covered. Yes. It was actually... God, I wish I had it. It was a cow print, but not on like a fabric. It was fur. It was dyed cow fur and a turquoise, like an aqua, which I love. Yeah. Aqua and black cow fur on the skirt, and then a vest with fringe, of course. I grew up on matching a, fabric. I grew up on a dairy farm, and I haven't seen a, a purple one color. A turquoise a cow. Turquoise cow. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know what breed that is. Not in Ohio, for so sure. Um, what? Tell us about what your experience was at Second City, right? Yeah. You. Yes. Then I. Then I. Uh, after her she I got I got so thrown by the, him growing up on a dairy farm. Now I'm like, wait, I want to hear about growing up on a dairy farm. Well, we can talk about that. Um, yes, I I was working, you know, temp jobs as doing secretarial work, and then someone I knew suggested about uh, that I should apply to Second City, and I wrote them a letter, and I flew out to audition, and they I auditioned, and they took me for their training center because they're like, you're not quite ready yet, but there's something there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I had to, you know, I studied the rules of, of, of improvisation and took classes and uh, and then eventually got in one of their, the touring companies where they do, you go first and you do other people's older material and then you get on one of the main stages and you write uh, new material through improvisation after the show. And how is that, I mean, you're also, you do a lot of comedy shows you do a lot of solo shows music yes you, not you, nearly enough right? <laughs> not with this thing dominating my life no but, when, when you but do it's this it's gonna give me a lot of fodder for the next one <laughs> <laughs> yes i do a very unusual kind of like a stand-up beat talking and original songs mm-hmm. or original takes on other songs and between you know so it's like cabaret but cool when you <laughs> when you write when you're working on one of those shows do you do you write the majority of your material? Do you collaborate with people? Um, and I what mostly, do you draw I, I, I spew out my unorganized mental case thoughts, and then my director who works with me, the same director and co-writer, Michael Shirali, who's magnificent, and he and I go over shit and organize it, and he spews out better maybe a better punchline or something and sure it's a true collaboration and then with them with the songs that you with the write songs the i write a lyric and mostly i've been working with bobby pico who's magnificent and i throw stuff at him i'm like here write something you yeah. know and, and i've worked with a lot of great piano <coughs> players throughout the years and they you know i throw original lyrics at them and they all come up with incredible stuff <laughs> like stuff that rivals the shit you hear on broadway i think <laughs> like really I can't good really that. good music that skill is amazing yeah <laughs> And and yeah, tell I have us no concept of what it takes to write music. No, you told you told me yesterday an exciting tidbit 
about it? yes that involves your your performing solo things about where you were the first person to perform oh, contrary yeah. to popular belief tell us right, about that right I, I always in addition to fan. inaugurating your podcast mm-hmm. I inaugurated 54 Below I was the first solo show when they wanted to warm up the room for Patty, I guess. But nobody gave a shit. It was all Patty Lapone is the first solo show, but we know the truth. In fact, Michael and I uh, uh, wrote a, we had a hilarious recording that opened our show of Richard Frankel talking with Scott Whitman. Yes. And uh, it was the two of them conversing about, you know, we can't put Patty in an untested room. What about the air quality? You need a real room, a loser, who'll do anything to get in here. And Scott says, Richard, I know just the gap. <laughs> and that was my intro. <laughs> and the disco wasn't still happening. People weren't showing up thinking they were going to dance, and they saw you, right? And like, Yes, we did a whole thing about this history of Studio 54, and uh-huh. we chiseled the semen off the chairs and turned it into <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody cared. Patty, 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 Patty. Nobody gave a shit. Uh, you know, this business. Yeah. When you're not, you're not. You know, it doesn't matter what the hell you do. If you're not famous, nobody gives a shit. Well, well I think you have a, certainly come to rival it, Miss Jackie Hoffman, which I forgot to say. Emmy nominee Thank you. Jackie Hoffman for your work. Yeah, the four year old who really mm-hmm. taking notice. Yeah. 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 Now, this is a big this is a this is a really big stop on the press junket for yeah. for your Emmy campaign. <laughs> we are we are a heavy hitter. You never know how many, <laughs> many four year old voters will be yeah. listening. You never know. You never know. Well you mentioned Scott Whitman in your last story, and of course um, was it your Broadway debut hairspray? Yes, it was. That was and the the anniversary of the opening. Just yes, fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years. Can you believe it? Yes, two thousand and two. Crazy. What was that like? I mean, oh my god, to be like hairspray was such a huge hit. Yes, it was. It was. It was. It was the Hamilton of its day. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Yeah. It was. It was thrilling. And my first show. It was, you know, everything went right, and I was like, don't think they're all going to be like this. Yeah, because they, they not all are. Yes, yes. As we well know. Yes. But um, one of, I have to tell you, one of Caleb and my favorite parts of your career <laughs> is Xanadu. Yeah. Oh. Talk about that. How much fun was Xanadu? Oh, my God. That was, and I remember saying to Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, I love my job, and they both went, What? Because they'd never heard me say anything like that before. Um, yeah, that was so much fun. Doug Carter Bean and mm-hmm. um, Chris Ashley directed. and uh, Tony Award winner now. Yes, yes. Um, I'm like, there. I mean, what can you, it was, it was, it yeah. was just so much damn fun. It's so I uh-huh. love that show so much. I do too. I remember when I was, when, um, when I was like, you know, you know how much of a theater nerd I am. I was watching the... He has t- every t-shirt he wears has a show. It's the first time I've seen yeah. you without a show t-shirt. I know. Today I do have like a, just a color black t-shirt And like obscure shit. You know, yeah. there's Charlie. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. What I we still have about? my Xanadu on Broadway t-shirt with like a sparkle rainbow. You do not have a Xanadu shirt. Okay. Maybe I need to find one. Yeah, maybe you can get one. I need to find one. But we, Caleb and I, have, an, have kind of an inside, inside joke, yeah. I guess... We um, whenever we there's a new show coming out, we know and no one knows the no music. No one knows the music. 
we always sing the melody of Xanadu to the title of the new Whatever show. Whatever the title of the show is. So, like, when we first saw Our Kinky best Boots, one is Kinky Boots. Wait, it was the original. It was like, Kinky Boots! Yeah. And we do it with every show, even if it doesn't fit. Yeah. Right, right. So, that's a... It's we, hard when you get, like, a long title, like, American in Paris. Yeah. Or... Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that one's kind of hard to sing. Those, those are hard. They don't all work. Right. But, um... We then it's more fun to shove syllables in. It exactly. is more fun. It's more... It's always fun to shove things in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> did, you get to, did you get to roller skate at all? Did you ever, like, did like give you a chance? No. Did you see the show? I, I didn't get to see it. No, I didn't. But I didn't know if, it, like, in rehearsals, you were like, I want to try. Uh, no, are you kidding? No. <laughs> the happiest day when our director told us that uh, Mary Testa and Tony Roberts and I would not be roller skating, and we, we danced a jig of joy. Oh, oh. such a relief. Was there, was that show, was the stage raped? Like, was that unsafe? Were there injuries galore? Not galore. We did lose our star right before, right during previews. We lost James Carpinello, and that's when Cheyenne Jackson came in. Oh. Because he broke his ankle. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was dangerous, but we, um, miraculously, you know, there, it wasn't of many injuries. That's like, good. Yeah. That's good. Because that just seems like something that would be prone to that. Yes. You know, doing skating around eight times a week. I'm I terrible be able to stop. I can't skate either. Yeah. But, oh, I couldn't even stand them. I couldn't stand them. And it was tragic. They're hard. You have, because you I have to it. put well, your forward. It shockingly and... hard. I need, I would need a... I yeah. thought, like I kept like wobbling, wobbling, like some some foal being born or something, yeah. and then I would keep falling. Like I couldn't even freaking stand. I, it was really I weird. Either. I felt like an ass. Did you, did you ever skate <laughs> when you were younger? I think I did. Like on the four wheel things that would strap. Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I was I rollerbladed when I was a kid. Ooh, you didn't have concrete to rollerblade on. Good there. Oh no, I'm terrible at roller skating because there's the it's the four wheels that. Anyway, I go on about roller skating. Um, Well, the blade thing I find terrifying, and the speed. I don't like speed. I don't like movement. (laughs) At all. At all. (laughs) Cars, roller coasters, anything. Anything that moves. Yeah. Just You're not a fan, huh? That how do you how do you go about yeah. your life? I walk, <laughs> and I you know I sit in cars and I sure. cringe a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. I close my eyes. That happens. We all have those things that we don't we don't care to do or care for, and uh, you know there's literally no segue to this, but I think we just need to talk about feud. Yeah. Uh, just because it's it. Well, I loved it. I was telling you as I was watching it how how much I was enjoying it, and I, we were all so happy to to see that you got nominated. We think it's very well deserved. Thank you. Talk about that experience. I mean, I know you're you have done you have been talking about that in interviews. I mean, what what was that like? You had worked with Ryan Murphy before. Yes, on a show called The New Normal with Andrew Reynolds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. And he he's intense. I've never seen like a multitasker genius he has all encompassing maniac. He's kinda like uh announcing delivery. Uh, life in the theater. <laughs> um, he's kinda like a Jerry Mitchell t- you know, a sure, television okay. like very 
driven, psychotic, crazy, you know, task master, brilliant. It's it's amazing to me because I feel like he has irons in every fire that you could, you know, he has so many different things going on at once. Like you said, a multitasker. <laughs> and every everything is like new brilliant. and so different and exciting and like... I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Finger on the pulse. He always knows what the hottest thing mm -hmm. is and when the moment is. He has a a, a genius for that. Yeah. What I loved was the attention to detail. Like everything about the '60s was so perfect in the yes. The set was yes. I've talked about that often. Yeah. I would just like paw everything and every object and all vintage clothes, all vintage furniture, the pieces and the the just gorgeous. What was it like um, playing a real person that you had to do like like research on that person actually existing as opposed to like a right. character well, that you created? There's very little out there on her, so it was kind of easy. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, well, there's not much to research, so here I go, and this mm -hmm. is what I've done. Did you find any like anecdotes on her from maybe people who had interacted? I with did. Joe? After the fact, I I talked to this lovely lovely man from North Carolina, I believe, who had a website called the Concluding Chapter of Crawford. He told me a lot about her hmm. after we filmed. Ha ha. This is uh, very helpful. Yes, that's when I do my best research. When it's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Telling me things like she really didn't speak English, she spoke German, which was shocking to me, and then that she, Joan wouldn't let her eat potatoes, and when she would go home she ate potatoes. So. Why, why wouldn't she let her eat potatoes? I guess she, you know, maybe Joan was like a control freak. There's an, uh, in episode four, the one where I got to like talk a lot, uh -huh. um, <laughs> I say that Miss Crawford forbids sweets. She says sugar's a dangerous food. So I think everything they wrote in the script they got from fact. They got from Joan's so Yeah, I think she, you know, Mama Sita, that's not good for you. Yeah. And you know, and you've done a lot of a lot of like television versus um, theater work. What I mean, what are the main differences? Like, what is it? What are the differences when it comes to theater? You're a lot louder. You can be loud. I <laughs> yeah. can't hear anybody on television. Okay. Well, and the pro like the process. I mean, it's totally different because you you know we rehearse we rehearse Charlie for example, and you've been involved with Charlie for a long, long time. Forever. And we rehearsed this production of Charlie for two months before we even, before it saw an audience. Right. What is, and the, but the process of filming something, you go in. Yeah, you go in, you, you read your scene through once, they block it, and then they, you know, you figure out where you're going to go, and then they say, okay, marking, and then like 50 fucking people come in the room. <laughs> Wardrobe. No, every, every... Yeah. Everybody comes in and they're like, and then they watch it again, and you do it again, and they watch it. So they they see the camera people have to see where they're gonna sure. shoot, what they're gonna do. The director of photography, and then the wardrobe person sees, you know, what is the clothes going to do here? What everybody? There's a ton of people. There's always a fucking ton of people yeah. around. It takes a lot of people. I don't know what they do. But they all, they made it. Well, just they look at the credits on a show. On a show. Yeah, exactly. and they run forever. And I'm like, what What are any of these things? Yeah. It's amazing that it takes all those things. Yeah. So. And then you, then you sh when you're ready to shoot, you sit in a trailer and rot for hours. And mm -hmm. then you're ready to shoot. You finally get let out of your cage. <laughs> and um, 
and then you do it like 50 fucking times over and over and over and they change angles and then you do it again and they you know it's it's different yeah is it consistency like you want to give the same reading every time or do you mix it up or um that's a good question you i think you can you know i i, I think consistency because if you're doing the same scene from different angles yeah but sometimes the director white you know we had a series of directors ryan is so goddamn busy he directed like two or three episodes and then they mm-hmm. the director might you know ask you for something different sure mm-hmm. How was uh how I mean how was working with just some amazing Lane, people? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just mainly. And did you did you interact with uh, Susan Sarandon at all? I mean, you guys were probably toward on different. Toward the end, we probably toward the end we hung more. When I think there were more Joan Betty scenes that I would be involved in uh-huh. toward the end of the series, and then I saw more of Susan. Yeah. You know? But they're they are so they were so good at it. Everyone, the whole Everyone, cast, yeah, was yeah, the whole really cast, really amazing. Yeah, I mean. It's like the nominations are like famous, 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 famous me. <laughs> and then the cast was the same. Famous, 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 and, you know, accomplished, 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 me. So the whole thing is crazy. But very exciting. Yes, very yeah. exciting. And you must be very proud of it, I'm sure. I'm proud of that. Oh, God, that show. Yeah, yeah I think it's in a class by itself. I think so. There's so much good, sh- with all the good shit on, I think that thing's in a class by itself. I agree, actually. It's like our director, Jack O'Brien, for this show said, you know, it's so elegant mm-hmm. and he'd know from elegant he would yeah he would world-class director yes Brian. <laughs> and so tell tell us about since we brought up jack tell us about your journey with this show with charlie the chocolate factory because i think i think a lot of people listening if they don't know necessarily how um a broadway show comes to be right it's good to hear, even with even with something as well known and as kind of no brainer right. as Charlie so and Chocolate Factory. Now these thirteen year old queens are going to be like, "I have to get a workshop." Yes, <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't get inspired from me, folks. Uh- <laughs> if I can keep anybody out of this business, I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> now the I don't know I I don't think it used to be this way, but now they do a series. Of, of endless series of workshops and labs and whatever the fuck they call it. Anything so they can not pay you extra for creating it. Uh-huh, yeah. So they, uh, we, this one especially, I think Kathy Fitzgerald, who plays Mrs. Gloop, and I were involved in workshops way back, 2011, when I was doing Adam's Family in this very theater, yeah. I think it was the first one. And, um, there were several versions. Uh, Sam Mendes directed. Jack was brought on for the latest incarnation. Right. Here. After after the London after production. London, right. Have you always played Mrs. TV? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who else would I play? <laughs> Say grandparent and you're out of this. Veruca. <laughs> Veruca Sol. Yeah. I would love to did you ever did you ever do it in any incarnations? Because I've heard. I mean, were the, did you ever do it with all kids? One or were they always there, adults? They were always adults, and I think one version that was just like a standing and singing, not blocking thing, but there was one version with actual children. And if I remember, Kathy might remember, I don't, I think they did like maybe one act with adult kids and then another act with kids' kids just to I think I heard that show too. the producers and the money people what this would look like. Yeah. And in London, they did it with old children. With all children. So I guess I should be glad I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Which you were, you were, they, 
you were supposed to go to the London production. Yes, they actually, unless I'm just like any schmuck actor who says, they wanted me and believes it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, Mark Shaman wrote me and said, you know, I want you to get used to the idea of going to London for a year. We all want you to go. And then that fell through, I guess, because of financial... They didn't want it's to hard to the visa too. Right, right. Because I demand such a large salary. <laughs> but I think they would have had to bring a British chick here, and it costs a lot. Oh, and the producers yeah. weren't paying for it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the the pay difference is actually less big in London. Like we make more, way more for for our version of the West End. You know what I mean? Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, and it ain't cheap to live in that place. No, it is not. Um, we wanted to ask you if you have any, like, fun audition Audition. stories. Like, just... You know, or horror stories. I love a good horror story, too. I crashed an audition that I wasn't supposed to be on because I ran into Mary Von Davis on the street. She was our original Motormouth Maybell in Hairspray. And she said, hey, they're seeing people for pajama game. You should go in. And I was like, what? Why was I? wasn't, you know, and I... Uh, crashed, and there was the guy with the clipboard outside the door. And I said, Come on, there's got to be some ugly secretary or something. It's pajama game. <laughs> and he was horrified. He was, What What are you doing here? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing here. Why are you here? You know, and I. Yeah. Come on, please begged my way in. It's just so painful to fucking relive it. And then <laughs> Kathleen Marshall took pity on me, and she said, all right, let her in. And then I oh. s- sang a song I wrote, which was a mistake, because I had the word fuck in it 50 times. Uh-huh. It was horrible. And then I got something in my throat, so it... Uh-huh. And it was just horrible. Yeah. We wanted to, um, actually, this is exciting. Kathleen Marshall is coming in. Right. <laughs> right. No, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you will, if you will, uh, indulge us. Yeah, please. please. How many more times? When is this over? This is the last one. We want to take, we just, no, we're, and it's a game. We're going to play a game. game. So you don't have to answer, you don't have to, like, talk about yourself. So I've anything. been watching your, um, Adam's Family videos. Oh, the vlog. The yeah. vlog, I loved it. And, um, one of them, you talked about your mail. And you said this something very important. You said always pay your cable bill because when you're unemployed, you watch a lot of cable. Is that true, so? Oh, did I say that? You did yes, say it. Grandma yeah. wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so Elliot and you are gonna play. We have. We're gonna do five second summary. Bum, So you have five seconds to describe the TV show. Because you talked about you love TV, so don't look at it yet. Oh, God. But oh. I don't... There's so much shit I don't know. I, I mean, no, you'll know this I don't one. watch I, them either. Yeah, but I think these are all very... Uh, I think what you should do is read them to us, Caleb, and so that they can hear the title, and then we can um, describe them. No, she, you're, he's going to guess. Oh, I have to guess. guess. You're to guess from her description. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, okay. And you got this. Uh, they're all so that like you know. Password or charade. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you okay. Have, oh, I love password. But you have okay. five seconds. So just do this one, and then Ellie will go. So go. Okay. Okay. You ready? Ready. Look at it. Five seconds. Ready. Go. Uh, old broads who are funny. Uh, Golden Stop. Girls. Yes. <laughs> no, okay, that was good. You got it, but that was past. Okay, okay, great. Great, great, great. Okay, okay, okay. Five time. seconds. Who made that fucking rule? <laughs> he did. It's his fault. It's, it's bad. It's good. We'll, we'll, we'll speak just word association. Just like the first thing I think of. Are you ready? Wait, no, hold on, hold on. Elliot's going to go now. Ready? Okay. Set. You can look. 
Okay, this is where uh, crazy things happen. The place, black and white, crazy things happen uh, in this. Stop. Welcome to the. <laughs> Twilight's <laughs> I, I didn't do well. I have no idea. Do I tell him? Make it one more for They have an arrangement that's different than most of <laughs> Wait, this, this type that? of group. I'm trying not to say a word. A different, different, uh... <laughs> I have no idea. Peter Normal tried Will to do this and fail. That's why I'm... So I haven't watched it out of Queer spite. Queer Spoke? I don't know. What? No, uh, I don't know what it is. Modern Family. I give up. Oh, Modern Family. Okay, okay. Oh, that's yes. Okay, okay. Okay, Ellie, ready? You go? Yeah, yeah. Ready, set, go. Oh, you are nominated for an Emmy for this Ryan Murphy masterpiece. Yeah! Oh, we did that one in five seconds. <laughs> okay, okay. Nip top. No. <laughs> one or all. Okay, ready, Jackie? Ready? Set, God. go. <laughs> oh, this crap. Wizardry. There's a midget. Oh, Game of Thrones? Yeah. I don't watch it. Okay. I don't either. Oh my god. I don't watch it. I don't watch I don't either, have any desire. So cool. to I tried honest. to watch no, the first I'm season and I couldn't get into it. fantasy shit. Neither am I. Like, Who just told me? I think KPP is like, it's good though. Do you like, like, Lord of the Rings? Or stuff uh, no, like I that? Like fantasy? Shit. I don't, I don't do like Harry fantasy Potter. stuff. Did you I like don't the Tudors? any of that shit. That was people fucking. Yes. It was a lot of So that's a little more entertaining. That's good. But I didn't. But I knew what it was. Okay. Let's, okay, let's have people fucking this era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You ready, Elliot? Go. Oh, okay. This is one of your favorite reality shows. It takes place right here in our great city. Housewives of New York City. Yes, yeah. bing, bing, absolutely. Bing, bing. And we did that almost on time. Right. We do love it. Bethany came to see the show. We met Bethany. Yeah, she did. You know, I heard Tamara from Orange County came. Andy told me. She did, but she didn't stay after. Oh. She see, how did you hello. find this out? I think you told me that. <laughs> or someone told me. I tweeted me. her. She never answered me. Uh, how dare. Do people not tweet you back usually? Uh, that would be the case because no one follows me. Well, you know that's not true. Well, 13K is not a lot. That's a lot of people. That's 10 times our audience. Oh. <laughs> not after today. <laughs> All right, all right. Okay, here we right, go. Here we go. Have Round. a look. Our last set. Go. Oh, all the queens get dressed up. Don't fuck it up. Oh, Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that was the first time under five seconds. That was good. We're okay. getting better. We're getting better. Okay. We're, getting better. We're, getting better. We're, getting better. We're almost okay. over, so. Yes, I know. One. I'm out of cards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Here's three. the last one. Last one for the gold. Okay. Oh, uh, I don't know. This is the Hulu show about, like, people who give birth to other people's babies. It's really, oh, like, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yes. like Brave New World, it sounds. Yeah, no, that's one of the few things I watched. I, I really got into I it. I loved it. So it. Perverse. You loved yeah. it. With the head on the lap and the guy fucking her while the that's head's on the That's what I love. When you told me that, I was like, what? That sounds... Yeah, because the women are infertile, so they simulate as if the husband's fucking uh, wife. Uh, they're yeah, so icons. Yeah, they yeah. Understudy vagina, and she's lying on the wife's yeah. lap. 
At the Ooh. end of every episode, you would go, fuck. Yeah. Man. Twist. Awful. Yeah. I can't wait for season two. I don't know I, what comes I, out. I had to watch season one. You'll have to get into it. I really only watch Drag Race, so. Oh, that's, see, I uh, love you for that. That's my thing. <laughs> and I don't have, it, it's VH1 now. It is VH1, yes. It is. They have you know, I, was watch, I would watch it on my phone backstage during the show when it was wow. on live. Because I just couldn't get enough. Jackie Hoffman. I know. I'm sorry. Party Thank one. you. So- <laughs> You're exhausted. This was really fun. Uh, yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for sitting and talking with us and uh, and deflowering our podcast. Uh-huh. Mazel tov. Everyone has to Thank live up so to you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Everyone, where can they find you on Twitter, Jackie? Oh, at Jackie Hoffman 16. I didn't make up that name. Yeah, at Jackie Hoffman 16. Come see her here in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at the yeah. Love Fontaine. And uh, thank you again, Jack. Don't bring your children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wasn't that so fun? I loved it. I like how it is. It was very, very fun mm-hmm. talking to Jackie. Mm-hmm. And guys, that concludes our second episode. Oh, so wow. She grows up so quickly. I know. She's already two. I A know. toddler. She's crawling. She'll be walking soon. And uh, we just want to take this time at the end of the episode to remind you, well, first of all, to thank the people that wrote in and gave us feedback and told us what they liked, what they didn't like, what they'd like to see more of. Any any interaction we get from you guys, we love it. And we can make the podcast better the more you interact. Yeah. And we, we can take some criticism. Like, like we yeah. loved all of the positive We're comments. We're big boys. But give us some constructive criticism. Um, email us at equityonepodcast at gmail.com. That is spelled out um, O-N-E. Yeah, equityonepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you want more of me and Caleb, you can follow us on our personal handles. I am at Elliot Maddox, E-L-L-I-O-T-T. M-A-T-T-O-X. That's on all platforms. Mm-hmm. And I am at, at Caleb Dickey. And Dickey is D-I-C-K-E. None of that I-E stuff. No. No. Just the E. Yeah. And that's um, everywhere. That's everywhere. It's everywhere. You can find me everywhere. And of course, follow our podcast. Please follow us. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Equity One Podcast. And also on Twitter, which is just... Equity one underscore underscore at equity one underscore. You guys, thank you so much, Caleb. <gasps> until next time, cheers. Cheers. Ooh, big yes. Fuck you for asking me to do a show for free. Fuck you and your benefit and your charity. I want a goddamn check and not just lay mass applause. So fuck you and your gala and your needy ass cause. Fuck the folks in Africa dying of AIDS. Sure, it is a crime, but so is not getting paid. Fuck your theater company whose theater burnt down. You deserve it for that version that you did of our town. up and blow me. Fuck the scientists and research and disease you can't cure. Your hospital stays rich and I'm the schmuck who stays poor. Fuck the screenplay and the free play that you want me to read. But the biggest fuck you goes to me. 
for saying yes to you. I'm eating cat food. Yes to you. I'm giving hand jobs. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.